Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today. Hope you guys have a fun weekend lined up, and I will be on the Hagman Show tonight. Hagman Report, be sure to check that out. We have a lot of different uh, stuff we're going to be talking about and going into detail. A lot of the things that we discuss here on this show and going into further detail on some a few other things that Doug wants to talk about. So be sure to tune into that. And also, too, be sure to check out the product of the week at healthmasters.com. The liver support on sale right now for over 10% off. Be sure to check out some of the other specials that are updating on the front page right now. They'll be up here later on this afternoon. You take advantage of those sales over the weekend. Now, one of the first things that I wanted to get into this morning is I want to kind of just briefly explain what we're starting to watch here with the Hengelian dialectic and the problem action solution that has never really shown itself to be this great of an example as we're watching now. If you guys have seen now the U.S. grid operator PJM yesterday declared a level one emergency, allegedly amid the scorching heat. This is a 13-state region, actually the biggest U.S. electric grid operator in the entire country, PJM Interconnection. They issued an emergency level one uh, setting yesterday because of the alleged heat. Well, what's interesting about this now, for the second day in a row, PJM Interconnection declared an another energy emergency alert through Friday. They said the excessive heat advisory warnings cover much of PJM's grid across 13 states for over 65 million customers now it's interesting about this is now the couple of the articles you'll constantly read and they're talking about the hot weather alert and all the heat and all these things that are going on now before you read into the corporate media blame gang of the climate change for the power grid rows power grid woes remember this the decarbonization policies are what have sparked these instabilities Yes, a heat wave is continuing to blast the whole country in most cases through the end of the week. However, this isn't the first time there's been heat waves in the United States. So why suddenly is it every single major power grid, it seems like, is turning around saying, we can't handle the heat, we're having to run backup emergency generators, we're doing emergency alerts now to let everybody know that they need to turn their ACs up and they need to not run as much power as they can. Well, again... It's Hungarian dialectic, problem, action, solution. You decarbonize these plants. You make them unbelievably inefficient. You put all kinds of restrictions on them that massively reduce efficiency. Then what happens is when they start to fail, you go, oh, it's the climate change that's causing it, guys. That's the only thing that could possibly happen. What's happened, human-induced climate change is causing our power grid woes. So we must say that, you know, we've got to do more. We've got to do more. You've got to do less things. You've got to go less places. You need to live in a smaller house and turn your AC up to 85. And you really need to suffer, guys, because this is about climate change. Well, the stupid thing about this is, is if – there really are these issues with these electric power plants because of the policies that are being implemented. You know what's the best thing we should probably do? I mean this, this is the best option we should do right now. We should buy more electric cars. Ah, yes, that'll fix the problem. The power grid's already collapsing due to the decarbonization policies that are making them incredibly inefficient. We should definitely flood the system with thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of electric cars to really strain that power grid. I think that'll just – that'll really do the trick, guys. That'll really just – 
show climate change that we mean business. We're serious about it. We're we're gonna fight you, climate change. You're gonna you know you're not gonna win this one. We're gonna show you. And obviously, I say this in a completely sarcastic manner because you guys understand this entire thing is theater. They're causing the problem. Then they're saying the action is everybody needs to basically do less things. Everybody needs to get in their 15-minute city. Everybody needs to drive less places. Everybody needs to eat more bugs and eat less beef. And this is all due to climate change. And the solution is we'll, we'll protect you. You know, it's, the, the government's here to protect you. And if you do all these things and you follow all these orders, then we'll protect you. Even though we have seen now with the climate change boondockle and the complete lie that it's turned into – is that it's designed to continually for further out the the uh, basically the, the goal line. That's what the whole point of it is. It's to further the goalpost out every single month. So again, just like COVID, they keep giving you more things you have to adapt to. And as human beings, we adapt to them readily and we get used to them readily, especially if you're a peasant and you decide that's what you want to do and you want to follow these unbelievably ludicrous mandates that they put out there. And the ironic part about this is is they pretend like, hey, if everybody drives Teslas and everybody drives electric vehicles, suddenly this climate change problem is going to go away. They're not addressing the fact that lithium-ion battery strip mines and lithium field drying mines and drying pools are some of the most toxic elements we've ever seen in recorded history when it comes to mining. Yet the amount of earth that has to be moved by these giant bulldozers, these giant cats, in order to get this lithium-ion out, it says that these electric cars – I read you the article earlier that was a couple months ago. It said these electric cars have to drive roughly 70 thousand miles to actually meet the same emissions that you're seeing in a gasoline powered vehicle meaning these cars don't even actually reduce any type any type of emissions until about 70,000 miles due to how much emissions are produced in mining this lithium and so what we're seeing now with these electric grids this is orchestrated, and it's not coincidental at all that the EPA has come in now and suddenly said that all generators have to start meeting these requirements for emission controls. First off, small portable generators put out hardly any emissions already. They're tiny little one-liter, you know, sometimes they're point point three liter engines. They're tiny, tiny, tiny engines. Some of them will sip, you know, they'll then run four or five hours on one gallon of gasoline, one gallon. And yet they're saying now they have to be more restrictive, more controlled, less pollutive. And the fact of the matter is this. They don't want people having the ability to live freely at all. They want to have them everybody under the control grid of this power grid. This is why. Do you notice if you ever try to go out and take a property and basically go green on it, especially in certain states, it's illegal. It's illegal to go off grid. If you buy a piece of property, so you go buy 10 acres cash and you go out there and set up solar panels and you go set up everything and everything's running off grid. If the all powerful government finds out, they'll come out there and tear it down because it's allegedly illegal. I've heard about this happening down here in Florida. It's the most bizarre thing you've ever heard of in your life. You're doing nothing. You're causing no pollution. You're doing nothing illegal. You're simply living on property by yourself. But hey, you're not tied into the electric power grid. That's illegal. You can't be your own island. You can't live on your own. Now, if you go to certain places like Montana that are still free states for the most part that haven't been completely and totally controlled by bureaucrats, even though they're working on controlling Montana, there's certain places like up in North Fork. You have to be off the grid up there because there is no power, which I really admire people that go up there and do that because that's a, it's a very difficult way of living compared to what we're used to. 
but it's also a very real way of living with much less invasive government invasion on your lives and the ability to live a little bit freer and a little bit less unmolested, I guess you could say. But when I saw this earlier now, the second day in a row, the largest power grid in the United States declaring an emergency alert because it's basically having all these problems, my, my answer, well, guys, this is simple. We just need to just keep buying more EV cars and plugging them in. That'll really teach climate change a lesson, and it'll teach them to leave us alone climate change. We mean business, but this whole thing is turning into a joke, and people need to realize this isn't just because of heat. This is because of the decarbonization policies that have been put into place over and over and over again now for years, especially under this Biden administration, that have intentionally reduced efficiency and caused these electric power grids to run really, really hot, really, really inefficient, and have all types of problems that they're constantly trying to manage on them on a regular basis. And hence, now you see what's going on with this. What do you think, Deb? You know, we covered this yesterday, and you're absolutely right, Austin. What ends up happening here with these people is that you get into a situation where, you know, they're constantly trying to find, like you said, a Galean dialectic with a problem action solution, and they're trying to find a way that they can justify the power grid not completely doing what it's supposed to do based upon global warming, which is all of our fault, but yet they don't go in and tell you the truth about the carbon emissions as far as electric car and how, how toxic the lithium mines are, so they want you to believe that you know this is going to solve all the problems. We plug more cars into the doggone power grid. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I mean, it really is. I mean, the, 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 and, and the sad part about it is is that the American people are so insouciant and so dumbed down, and the global population is so insouciant and so dumbed down, they're not thinking about plugging another 50 million, 100 million cars into the power grid, completely collapsing the power grid. They're not thinking about that. They're only thinking about what they need to do in order to, quote-unquote, stop climate change and Greta Thunberg and all the other weirdos. I mean, it's nauseating to me that we find ourselves in a situation that the population of the United States and the world can't think through a wet paper bag you know, with scissors and a knife and dynamite. They can't get out of a wet paper bag. They have no. They can't get. Their brains are shot. And so I sit back and I watch this and I and I stop and I think, you know, how in the world have we got ourselves into a situation where we can't even get through, you know, a simple thing like trying to figure out about why a power grid is having problems. And, and you know, and it's sad to me because you know the reality is is that you know we're in a country right now. That was once the greatest, greatest, greatest country in the world. It was. And it still probably is compared to all the other countries. But what we've seen and what we've seen collapse in the last 50 or 60 years is mind-boggling to me. Uh, yesterday, I was so blessed. I mean, I was absolutely blessed. I had Thomas Temez come over, and he's, he's a, a good friend, and I've known him for years through the show. I mean, he's listened to, like, all of our broadcasts with him and his wife. And I, and I was so absolutely just blessed that he came over with his, with his kids and, you know, and I, and I thought back for it. I thought, you know, this guy basically has three kids. He's got a wonderful wife. He listens to the show. And he actually came in yesterday and gave me a disc or a hard drive or I guess a little flash drive that he basically edited Angel Wars for me. This has come in so we can basically take out, you know, all of the commercials and all the other stuff that we talk about and all the news. And so we're going to get that posted pretty quick now because he did it for me. His wife, Audrey, and his son, Rico, and Thomas and Liliana, they were here also. And what's interesting about this, you know, his kids are so amazing. Rico and Thomas and Liliana actually were in my gym yesterday at the house doing pull-ups. I mean, these little kids were doing 10, 15 pull-ups, 20 pull-ups. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, how good a condition they're in. 
they're being trained in martial arts. One of the one of the kids had gotten into a conflict where a big bully was picking on him. He had the kid was able to stop it, and he's doing all the things that we talked about on the show that I did with Austin when he was young, as far as training the kids, as far as to protect themselves. And then I had the blessing to basically pray with the children yesterday. I, I wrapped my arms around them all. And I prayed for them. I asked God to bless them and keep them. And it was a really special moment for me and the family. It really was. I loved it. And Van was here, my, my NFL workout partner. He got to talk to him for a few minutes, and, and they got to see that, you know, that I have my journal in the gym, and, and they have all my weights logged in for years on end. <laughs> I got to see all of that. And to me, it was something that was my blessing and my pleasure to be with this family yesterday, to know that we still have a family like this in the United States. And I'm sure there's millions more of you guys who listen to the show that are families just like this, that we're going to hold this ground. We're going to stand our ground. We're going to, like the book of Ephesians say, we're going to hold it. And, you know, they, and the kids go to a Lutheran school, and they're super well-behaved. I mean, these are like the best-behaved kids I've ever seen in my entire life. They were 10 and you know, 9 years old, and you know, it's it just amazing to me you know, how these kids are just so smart and so well-behaved. And the thing about it is, is that that's how we're supposed to raise little Americans. And, you know, and Thomas really showed me, and his wife really showed me you know, what they could do. You know, Audrey is just a phenomenal mother. And, and so we sit back, and we see – glimpses of hope like this with my listeners and with you guys and it's just such a blessing to know that people are out there who are standing the ground they're doing what the book of ephesians says they're putting on the full armor of god and they're raising little americans so again it was my pleasure meeting this family yesterday but guys how many other families that are out there basically have no idea what to do or where to go or how to do things and and basically have no idea what life should be for them because they're listening to the mainstream media and, and it's sad, you know, because this digital matrix that we're in that basically is locking us into this digital revolution that we have every single thing tricked, you know, on believing, you know, with all these apps. You, you think about it for a second. You've got to agree to these apps. They either give you 20 pages to read or you just have to hit accept. And so we get tricked into this stuff because we say, I don't want to read 20 pages. And if you don't accept it, you can't use the app. That's what I also was talking about the other day, about not having these apps on your phones and turning off all these permissions and turning off the cameras and turning off the Google tracking and all the other stuff, which is super important. But the reality is, is that how many people are going to do that? And Paul Craig Roberts wrote something again this morning. I like the way he writes. He says, the digital revolution was means for locking us into the matrix. What a mistake the geeks made for humanity. Our democratic government has imposed mind control upon us and our people too insouciant to realize that they are on the blue pill. Political theorist Eric Bodigan, who studied the totalitarian regimes of the 20th century, noted that the common feature of all such regimes was not concentration camps or mass surveillance or secret police. As horrifying as all of these things are, the common feature of all totalitarian systems is the prohibition of questions. These regimes begin by monopolizing what counts as nationality and rationality, what they count as acceptable public knowledge, and then place any dis dissonance outside the pale of rational conversation, surveillance of dissident thoughts and behaviors, and censorship of dissenting opinions then expand together. And I love Paul Craig Roberts. Notice there were no there were no incorrect there's no incorrect grammar in that. <laughs> he writes really, really well. And then he goes on to quote Milton's Paradise Lost. Now listen to this. I love the analogy and the metaphor that he used with this. In Milton's Paradise Lost, when Satan reaches the gates of hell on his way to tempt our first parents in Eden, he meets two grotesque monsters guarding the exit. The first monster is sin, and he explains that he sprung from Satan's own head, and this monster subsequently delivered the second specter death. Just as the former by necessity birthed the latter, so 
Also, the post-9-11 surveillance state was destined to eventually birth the censorship Leviathan. These two beasts now guard the gates of permissible public discourse. The seven-year-old censorship Leviathan cannot be slain unless we also rein in the 20-year-old surveillance state, which gave birth to it. And he's right. So we have a situation now where this censorship and the Leviathan caused by this and the spying of the state because of 9-11. That's why when David Eichrock that book, The Trigger, he was right. 9-11 was the trigger that caused all of it. Now, again, I don't agree with everything David says, but I agree with about 90 percent of it. I don't agree with his take on Christianity at all because he just doesn't – he's only – he's exposed to the Church of England, and quite frankly, it's as corrupt as the Roman Catholic Church is, which is as corrupt as the Protestant churches are now on this Christian TV nonsense. You know, and I, I, I should have said that. There are some good Christian TV shows out there. I'm not going to say that. But the vast majority of them is just name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, send me money, you'll be blessed kind of people. That's the stuff I'm talking about. So we need to avoid those types of shows on an ongoing basis and realize that our future and our hope comes through the relationship that we have with Christ Jesus. And we need to realize that the 9-11 mess that we did changed everything. When they passed that Patriot Act over 20 years ago now, I shook my head. I wasn't doing a podcast. I was still actively involved in, you know, in, in fundraising with Christian TVs and all the other stuff that we were doing back in 2001. And I realized that this Patriot Act, which is the same thing as the Enabling Act, pretty much the exact same verbiage as Hitler's Enabling Act from 1933 when the Reichstag was born or was burned, that was going to allow the government to come in and take away our liberties. I, I just shook my head. And then, then we went in there and we basically invaded Iraq for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Saddam Hussein had nothing to do with 9-11 and basically just – to, to get killed him had, he, had him, had him, had him hung by the neck until he was dead for no reason whatsoever. We went into a sovereign state that had nothing to do with 9-11, you know, and basically destroyed it. And the sad part about all of this stuff, when we see all of this stuff, we begin to realize that, you know, excuse me, I've got, I've got some things backwards here. I, I, I was thinking about the, the, Gulf, the original Gulf War. But the reality is we had the right to do that either. But then we, then we went into Afghanistan and did all that. But the rea- well, that was just to open up the poppy fields. Got two big events confused there in my mind for a second. Forgive me. But the reality is, is that we've got a situation here that the state does whatever it wants to do to sovereign nations, including Libya, which is what Gaddafi warned us about. If you take me out, you'll open the floodgates into Europe with immigration, which is exactly what they wanted to do. And all of this stuff now has culminated and basically come to this conclusion here of the population reduction plan that they did with the COVID vaccines. And all the stuff we talked about this week about all the heart problems that people are having now and the myocarditis and the clotting and all the rest of it. So we're in a situation now where we're basically going to be wondering now for the future as to what happened. You know, when, when, when Saddam Hussein you know, invaded you know, Kuwait and we got involved with all of that because he had weapons of mass destruction and all the rest of this crazy stuff. I mean, this thing's a giant, giant mess. And if we don't stand here and get clean on what we're supposed to be doing with all of this stuff – it's not going to get any better. I remember I was talking to General Schwarzkopf. This is not a joke. I was really talking to General Schwarzkopf, and I talked to him about the road of death that happened you know, with that first war. And I, and I remember he looked at me kind of funny and kind of dropped his head a little bit. He goes, well, what we had to do was what we did was necessary. And I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> you're going to strafe all those vehicles leaving, uh, kill all those people. But I didn't want to say anything to him about that because it was General Schwarzkopf. And then Colin Powell, of course, he got involved with all of that mess, and he ruined a lot of his own reputation with the uranium and all the rest of it. And, and now both these men are gone, and I really wish Colin Powell would have been president. But he was a CFR member. you got to remember that too. But the truth is all of these people out there are in a situation where 
they're trying to either cover themselves for political gain or cover themselves for their for their pensions or cover themselves so they don't get assassinated and all of this stuff. Look at what's going on right now with with Ron DeSantis. His best his net favorability has now fallen to historic lows. He's laying off a huge amount of his stamp staff. Florida Governor DeSantis' net favorability has fallen to a historic low among registered voters, according to data from the latest survey. The survey also checked registered voters if they had a favorable or a favorable view of DeSantis, who announced his presidential bid back in May. The latest data shows the majority, 57 percent, view the presidential hopeful unfavorably compared to 33 percent who have a favorable view. That gives him a net favorability rating at minus 24, the lowest recorded in this particular survey. And the sad part with DeSantis is he's just trying to tell the truth. He's just trying to go out there. But what he did, uh, he he basically touched that rail of politics as far as the gay stuff that he shouldn't have done and put that ad out there. And this Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan, which is pushing this homosexual problem that we have here in the United States now, has basically come after him full tilt with all of the media, which has caused a lot of problems. By the way, there's another article here from the Once Review, and it talks about the rampant black violence on military bases. I had no idea this was happening. The story of black American army private who ditched the tour of the DMZ and ran into North Korea has taken over the news cycle due to its novelty value. But the incident is an opportunity to discuss the anarchy and dysfunction of the United States exports to its satellite states to 750 overseas bases in 80 countries. According to recent reports, 23-year-old defector Travis King has been the aggressor in multiple acts of violence against Koreans while stationed in the country. King's record has multiple incidents ranging from beating up a man at a nightclub, menacing Koreans on the street, and threats of racial slurs and attacking police officers. Under America's, under America's Statute of Forces Agreement, SOFA, it is difficult for local authorities to prosecute U.S. military personnel when they prey on locals, and Korean prosecutors went easy on King by ordering him to pay the police for the car that he damaged, which he refused to do. U.S. authorities who get the last say when it comes to punishing military contractors and staff for crimes in surrounding areas often treat the citizens around them with contempt. Look no further than the case of King, who was supposedly in custody being escorted by military police to be flown to the United States to face further punishment, yet somehow wound up in his own three hours away from the nearest airport to go sightseeing in the DMZ. And I'm going to let you guys read the rest of this stuff, but we have a lot of problems with these U.S. military bases now, and the lack of discipline has become absolutely insanity on what they've done. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Oh, by the way, the UFO hearing with the live updates that were taking place – uh, lawmakers and witnesses accused the Pentagon of a, Pentagon of a cover-up, and the House Oversight Subcommittee on National Security spent the morning hearing from witnesses who pushed for more transparency in how the government handles reports of unidentified anomalous phenomena. They don't call them UFOs anymore. They call them UAPs, which is stupid. They should just leave them left of UFOs. They have to do that to change the narrative. Both the witnesses and lawmakers accused the Pentagon of covering up information about its UAP program and called for transparent and centralized reporting databases moving forward. Why are we being so lied to about this? It goes right back to angel wars. It goes right back to us for us to understand there was a pre-Adamic race on this world. This pre-Adamic race was being run by Lucifer, who was basically running to and fro on this world before it was flooded the first time, like we talked about in angel wars, doing commerce and basically doing the same thing he's doing right now as far as defrauding people, probably doing the same thing he was doing with Babylonian money magic. There's nothing new under the sun, and basically he became evil through it because the love of money is the root of all evil. 
and nothing's changed with him. And these entities that we have on the other side of the veil, these entities that we have locked up probably down there in Antarctica being the fallen angels, all of these things have an unbelievable hatred of human beings. And we talked about this yesterday. We need to understand why they feel the way they do because they are not created in the image of God and they have no plan of salvation. And so when we understand that, we start to realize that our government doesn't want us to know about a pre-Adamic race. Our government doesn't want us to know that these things are real. Our government doesn't want us to go back to Christianity. Our government wants us to believe that we're being dragged by our solar system through the universe at a million miles an hour while our planet is spinning at a thousand miles an hour. And basically, we are basically not seeing any changes in the, in the procession of the equinox. All of this stuff is messed up. All of it's a lie as far as I'm concerned and what they're trying to tell us and what they want us to believe. And if you question the official narrative, you're a conspiracy theorist, blah, 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 blah. You know, it, it mind boggles me still. You know, the Earth is supposed to be spinning at 1,000 miles an hour, right? I've landed planes so many times. Uh, I've never had to try to catch a runway that was moving at 1,000 miles or 700 miles an hour trying to land on it. Never had to do that. Just thought I'd mention that. Just, just in passing here on a, on a Friday. Austin, what do you think? What's your next story? <laughs> You're wild for that one. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, doing other news. This is something that was interesting since I was on a electric power grid kick earlier. You guys recall back um, when was it? March 2022, when a giant freighter off the coast of Portugal carrying half a billion dollars in vehicles including lamborghinis porsches audis bentley's caught on fire by some of the ev cars that they had and essentially it burned the entire ship down it took water ended up sinking the ship it was a giant boondockle i mean it closed i think with the ship and everything it was close to a billion dollars in damages because some of these electric cars caught on fire due to salt water well i feel like it's deja vu all over again a massive ship off the Dutch coast carrying 3,783 vehicles, of which 489 were EV, is now completely on fire and sinking. And primarily Mercedes and BMWs this time. They're estimating that the lithium-ion batteries in the EV vehicles caused the blaze. They've got it off the Dutch Incredible. coast now. The fire broke out late Tuesday night on board the vessel. Coast Guard's officials said the fire is going to be burning for days and they cannot put it out. They said when transporting electric car power, electric cars powered by batteries, which when they catch fire, they cannot be extinguished with water even by oxygen deprivation. One significant risk for lithium-ion batteries is thermal runaway. During a fire that's hard to extinguish and can spontaneously reignite, yet another risk emerges as governments set decarbonization, decarbonization targets for the transport sector. Guys, this is the second time this has happened. Clearly, there's a problem, or clearly this isn't a coincidence, okay? The first one was 4,000 Lamborghinis and Porsche. Now we have 3,800 BMWs and uh, Mercedes. Now, it's ironic about this. The first ship that had 4,000 cars, it only had like 200 EV vehicles. This one had 489 EV vehicles and like 3,800 cars. Isn't it ironic now? They were still constantly hearing about shortages and production shortages and, and, you know, ice vehicle shortages all the way from all these European companies. While at the same time, they're telling us we have to go EV. And now in total now, when you factor in this ship and the other ship, that's a total of 
8,000 almost ICE vehicles that are all, they've all been high-end, by the way. These aren't, you know, Honda Civics that are coming over from Japan. These are all cars that are probably, you know, 70, 80, 100,000 all the way up with that last ship with the Lamborghini Ultima on there that was, you know, seven eight $800,000 per car. Insane prices for these vehicles. And yet they're constantly burning down on these ships. This is a major problem. Like I told you guys yesterday with the fire departments, they have a very difficult time controlling these things because you can't put them out. You pretty much have to sit there and soak them down until they burn themselves down to nothing. That's the only way. You just have to control the fire around it and make sure it doesn't spread while you've got to let the lithium ion burn out. The problem is if you're on a ship with 400 other EV vehicles, you're going to catch the other vehicles on fire. And when those light up, this is what he's talking about, where it basically you end up with thermal runaway. It just melts the whole ship. So now they're basically sitting with this ship off the Dutch coast. It's literally melting all the way down to the hole. There's nothing they can do to control it, so they're just going to let it sink there to its moor, I guess, in shallow water and wait till it's done so they can actually figure out what to do with it. This has to be some of the most stupid ideology I've ever watched in my life, yet you still have the people that are pushing it. And the only reason why, my friends, is because the consumers are buying it. If people actually woke up and took their head out of the sand and rubbed the slumber from their eyes and realized what's happening, they wouldn't keep contributing to this unbelievably stupid market that is pushing everybody into a hole and then digging dirt on top of them in the hole and saying, it's all for climate change. We're doing this for our own good. That's why if you ever notice, if you ever talk to somebody that's a hardcore electric vehicle person, that's all they drive, they're all about it, all they want to do is talk about how great they are and how great their vehicle is and how they're doing all this for climate change. Yet, they never will never address any of the valid points that I bring up. And I thought I was just going to bring that up now. It's the second cargo ship that is now caught on fire. You remember the last time you heard cargo ships catching on fire years ago with ICE vehicles and its regular gasoline diesel-powered engines? Hmm? No, you don't, because they don't catch on fire, because it's 120-year-old technology that works pretty doggone well. This is a problem, and it's not going to get better. It's going to get much worse as they continue to push this agenda. On top of that now, New York is the same. They don't know what to do with the number of fires that are being caused by the lithium-ion battery e-bikes. They said they've had over 131 fires due to e-bikes and e-scooters this year already with 76 injuries and 13 deaths caused by these lithium-ion batteries. These are these battery bikes that people are riding on. They said in April, a seven-year-old died in a home because a fire erupted from an e-bike. Four people died from a lithium battery fire that blazed through an apartment building in Upper Manhattan when an e-bike caught on fire. This is just goes on and on and on and on. I can read them all, but I'm not going to make this show that dark. There's all the, all these reports on this website, all these e-bikes and e-scooters catching on fire constantly in people's houses. Clearly, the technology is not working properly. Or is it? Is it being done properly because they're going to keep saying that this is the way we have to go and everybody just has to deal with this in order to combat climate change? I don't know. Y'all be the judge. Keep getting the truth out there every single day because I can tell you one thing. What we're watching right now is very, very strange, and the fact that so many people are willfully – willfully going into this and continually just accepting this is, oh, this is what we have to do now. This is what we're going to do. You know, it's ironic because we have a government that's telling us we can't own these firearms and we shouldn't be able to own any firearms because it's for our safety and protection. You have a government that does not use deadly force to defend its borders. 
but it uses deadly force to collect taxes and enforce unconstitutional laws, that is when traitors have taken control of your government, my friends. When they will not enforce border laws, they will not use deadly force to enforce border laws. They tell you you don't need to own a firearm because you're not you're not responsible enough to own one, yet at the same time, they use firearms to forcibly extract taxes from you and enforce unconstitutional laws. This is a serious problem. This is why I've continued to encourage people. You need to be armed. You need to be well-trained, and you need to be working on a lot of these different things on a regular basis. I'm going to talk about on the Hagman Show tonight with a lot of stuff that's happening. There's a video that happened over in California where lady was driving her car and this white Dodge Chargers in front of her and all of a sudden it pushed sideways right in front of her on purpose two people got out of the car pulled firearms on her and tried to do a full-blown carjacking and she took off ran through a bunch of barriers took off which is the best thing you can do your throttle is your most valuable asset in a situation like that it doesn't matter if you got to hit somebody it doesn't matter if you got to hit another vehicle or push through barriers if you have people get out of a vehicle and start pointing firearms at you and they did discharge firearms by the way while they're trying to carjack her you get out of there you don't pause you don't hold around you don't sit there and talk to them they're not there to hang out with you guys they're not there to have a conversation with you. They're using deadly force to try to carjack you. Get out of that situation. Use situational awareness when you're driving, when you're in parking lots, when you're out at certain stores and places like that. I've told you guys this so many times. That's why I've worked with Lana so much as far as with shooting and using situational awareness and being alert with the kids when she's out in public. Because this is something that's going to get worse. As society continues to degrade, as we've watched in every country, you start seeing criminals become more emblazoned. This is why you see in these certain areas the crime is skyrocketing. I mean it's, it's, it's literally growing exponential. They're becoming so emboldened now that they do whatever they want because they feel that they're above the law. When you have a society that starts to reach this point, it becomes a very serious problem for the law-abiding citizens, especially when you have the federal government tell the law-abiding citizens you're not responsible enough to own a firearm while they're allowing criminals to literally have violent crimes done on a daily basis and then have no bail and be released the exact same day. Continue, my friends. Like Dad said, with our friends and listeners that came by yesterday, I met them here at the office when they first came in. They're super nice family. He was telling me about how all three of his kids, they're basically in the Ninja Warrior style competition here, which is basically the different types of uh, obstacle courses, but it ties in a lot of kind of martial arts into it. And they're in Muay Thai and same stuff that like Hunter and Kendall are in. And I told him, I said, that's fantastic. You know, I mean, this is what you're supposed to do as an American. And this is what we did for a very long time in this country. We taught our children how to hunt. We taught them how to be defensive. We taught them how to survive. We taught them how to basically be able to live and be self-sufficient. These were all traits that weren't something that were even applauded back then. They were just the standard staple that were done every single generation. Now it's sad. It almost is sad. You think about it that we actually have to encourage other people and tell them, hey, guys, this is what you should do. You should really teach your children how to do a pull-up. I mean I can't tell you how many times I've been around kids before and all of a sudden they're doing something. They're, they're six, seven, eight years old, and they're already getting obese. They can't even do a push-up. can't even get off the ground. They're falling around on the ground, and I'm like, well, what are you doing with a child? As I told you guys, and I say this on a regular basis, your children's health is 
your responsibility, not your doctors, not your moron pediatrician that wants to inject them all the time. If you have a moron pediatrician, some of them are decent, not going to lie, but a lot of them are morons. And I said, this isn't what God designed us to live like. He didn't design these children to be eating three, 4,000 calories a day and Twinkies, Ding Dongs, and cupcakes and being 100 pounds by the time they're four years old. That's not normal newsflash. That's not healthy. This is something that everybody, and I encourage you, all of you, all of my listeners, constantly talk about things to friends and family when you're out and about. If you see something that you're like, hey, you know what? And you don't have to be you know, criticizing them. Oh, your child's this or that. No, 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 no. That's not the way to go about it. Say, hey, how, how's you know little Timmy doing? Oh, he's having this issue. Well, have you ever heard of you know, vitamin C or have you ever heard of some different supplements? You ever heard about cutting out vi- uh, Red 40? I was having a lot of hyperactive issues. Well, you know, Red 40 is directly linked to that. I just saw him earlier eating a whole bag of Twizzlers. You know, that may be something you want to look into. Red 40 has been directly linked to all types of health problems, including neurological issues and basically behavior problems in young children. You want, I mean, you want me to send you some of the links on it? Well, that sounds interesting. Oh, yeah, I'll sit here. Here, right up. I'll send you right now. Boom. During your text message. Look over that stuff because I think, you know, we could probably help him get a little bit better on this. He doesn't have to, you know, be having all these issues. You know, it's really a lot of it's diet related. Really? You think so? Oh, I know so. Here's some more research on Boom. Be encouraging of one another. If people aren't educated on it, encourage them to be educated on it. Now, you run into some people, and like Dad's talked before, we talked about yesterday, you talk to some people, and you talk to them about it, like, no, nah, it's fine. My doctor prescribed him Adderall, you know, and he can't sleep so much Adderall's got him all geeked up on amphetamine, so they're going to give him, you know, Xanax to go to bed. He'll be fine with that, but he's getting depressed from running both those. So they're going to give him Paxil now. He'll be a, he'll be all right. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, you want to learn more? No, you're not a doctor. My doctor knows what's best. He's got eight more vaccines. He's got to give him this month because it's gonna, it's gonna make him healthy. It's gonna make little Timmy healthy. I'm like, okay. Well, would you like to not want to hear none of your rhetoric? You, you know, you conspiracy theorist. Okay. Well, I'm gonna shake the dirt off my shoes and I will not speak to you again. <laughs> Have a nice day. Goodbye. Thanks for playing. And that's the end of it because you do run into people like that, and I get it, and it is frustrating. But on the most part, I encourage you, a lot more people now are starting to be more aware of certain things that are happening, and you have to lead by example. You have to let, sit there and go, hey, listen, listen, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing it, and it seems to be working. And I've seen so many times people go, wow, that's that's excellent. Like our friends yesterday that were here, I'm sure they're leading by example, and other families go, wow, your kid's doing 10, 15 pull-ups. Your kid's doing this. Your kid's doing that. Well, that's really awesome. I want, I want to get my kid into that. How can they get like that? I like to get my son good and strong. Hey, listen, here you go. This is what we're doing. This is the classes we're going to. This is the school that we're in. This is you know, jujitsu or Muay Thai school that we're in right now. And encourage them to do that, my friends, because what we're watching right now is generational decay. And it's happening at a rate I've never seen before in my life. And we're watching it happen because we're in a culture war. Whether or not you want to believe we're in a war, we're in a war. The rules of the jungle still apply whether or not you think we're in the jungle or not. We're in it. We're in it all the way right now. So I encourage you, my friends, keep getting the truth out there. Keep standing strong and keep your family and your kids healthy by all means. As I said before, just the children's cod liver oil, the strawberry cod and the ultra multiple chewable. Those two right there is a basic staple. I even have them in a kit, back to school kit on the website that I put together a long time ago. Those two right there can make an enormous difference in your child's health when it's coupled and with a healthy diet and reducing a lot of these toxins in their diet. But I'm talking about it a lot lately, and the reason why I'm talking about it 
is because I'm watching so much happen right now with the war against these kids, especially physically and mentally with this whole perversion that's being expressed as a new normal now. So I'm continuing, my friends, keep the truth going out there. What do you think, Dad? Well, like I said, you know, Thomas was kids yesterday. They, they completely were amazing to me because, you know, he is following the guidelines that we've laid out on the show. I mean, bless his heart. I love him so much. He's a great guy. I mean, he's a good friend. I mean, we listen to all 2000 podcasts. I mean, been around for a long time with us. And uh, it's just, you know, we do our best on this show to try to educate and basically teach people about the word of God, about the blood of Christ, about how he's come to us and changed us and redeemed us. And, and when people listen, you know, like Thomas and his family that do I mean it, it, it makes me realize that what we're doing is making a difference because how many other families are like that out there that are really trying their best to try to listen and when you do a show like you just do or that you're doing today often talking about these kids it's true I mean the red dyes and the, all the blue dyes and the yellow dyes and all the chemicals I mean I did a whole article that you get on the website uh, on ADD and autism and how so many things are linked to the red dyes and the and the blue dyes and the different color dyes and and how these kids get hyperactive from them and so I wrote this gosh and I, I wrote that. 35 years ago, and, and the sad part about it is how many people just you know, haven't listened for 35 years about this or realized that that information is out there for them publicly. We need to get that. We need to realize that our children's health is our responsibility. I mean we don't jump in a car. You know, they don't, a five-year-old doesn't jump in a car and go buy junk food. I remember I, I knew a man years ago, and I'm not going to tell any names because this is just something that's kind of in our family. I don't want to talk about it and you know, give you guys a lot of information on it, but you know, he basically had a child. And the child basically started getting obese when he was eight years old. And I tried to help them because that's you know, what I do for a living. And all I did was get his wife mad at me to the point that they completely ignored everything that I said because they knew more than I did as far as health and fitness. And I said, that's fine. And so what had happened is we ended up in a situation where, you know, four or five years later, the kid's 100 pounds overweight. And the kid's self-esteem is in the toilet. And he starts hanging out with goth children in the school. And I even offered to help them as far as I needed to, to get him into a private school, to get him away from this group of kids that were such a bad influence on him. And they didn't want to listen. And then finally, by the time he was 18 years old, the kid was hooked on drugs, you know, and just the kid turned into this complete and total pathological liar. And, and before long, they bring him back to see me again when he's 23 and he's completely covered in tattoos and filthy tattoos of that. And then they want me to help him now at 23. I could have helped him at eight and they didn't have any interest in me helping them. And there's nothing I could do at 23. The guy's an adult, and all he did was come to me and talk to me for an hour and lie about everything. And then a few years later, he dies of a heroin overdose. It just, it just, the story just never ends like that. When you don't raise them right and you don't teach them right, you don't help them with their self-esteem, it doesn't help. It just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah, some parents will listen, like you said, Austin, and some people won't listen. And by the way, I want to read you part of this. Congressional hearing on UFOs includes stunning revelations. This, this is in front of Congress that these guys are talking. And he goes, uh, this is Ryan Graves. This is part of his testimony. Now, when he says UAP, I'm just going to say UFOs. He says, uh, thank you, Chairman Grothman, ranking member of Garcia, distinguished members of the House Oversight Committee. I'm a former F-18 pilot with a decade of service in the U.S. Navy, including two deployments in Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Inherent Resolve. I've experienced advanced UFO firsthand. I'm here to voice the concerns that more than 30 commercial air crew and military veterans who have confided their similar encounters with me today. I would like to highlight three critical issues that demand our action. Wow. And so, you know, he just starts talking about what he's seen. He goes, the object described as a dark gray or black cube inside of a clear sphere came within 50 feet of the lead aircraft. It was estimated to be 5 to 15 feet in diameter. The mission commander terminated the flight immediately returned to base. The majority of witnesses are commercial pilots. 
and majority major airlines offer their veterans with decades of flying experience. And pilots are reporting UFO altitudes that appear to be above 40,000 feet, potentially in low Earth orbit, the gray zone between the Kármán line making unexplainable maneuvers like right-hand turns and retrograde orbits or J-hooks. In closing, I recognize the skepticism around this topic. And then David Grush, Mr. Chairman, ranking members, also goes in and talks about what he saw. And he said that basically these things are real. They're very, very real. Now, these are top pilots, guys, top pilots. And I'm going to post this so you guys can read it. It's congressional hearings on UAPs or UFOs include stunning revelations. Are they delusions? Are they angels? Are they demons? Or are they aliens, which means non-humans? And I'm telling you, it's part of the space fleet that was being used to try to go into God's third third, third heaven when the UFOs basically went against God with Lucifer and they were banished back down to this planet. Same group. That's why I've covered it with you guys repeatedly so you don't get all freaky about this and say, we're not alone. We're not alone. The Bible told us thousands of years ago we're not alone. I mean, just, it's just don't, don't, don't let that mess with your head. It's just, it is what it is. And we as Christians should be the ones that are standing firm and realizing that it's not going to, it's okay, you know, as far as who we are and, you know, and that we're Christians and we still have complete and total authority over this. Now, this is an interesting article here, too, and it's by uh, via State of the Nation. It's being posted on the Burning Platform, and I, I want to read part of this, and it's calling it the American Clown Show. So who knows? They may listen to the Ted Nelson Brower Show. And here's what he starts off. He goes, a Kazarian-directed black op and cultural Marxist psyop. Now, let me tell you what this Kazarian thing is. They're talking about the Kazarian Mafia. This is the synagogue of Satan. This is, this is the Luciferians. They claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are the synagogue of Satan, right? This was originally started in the Ukrainian area, and it was from about 800 A.D., in which these people were so they were the, they were called the snake people, and they were the ones that were basically the ones who were really into the dark arts and the complete and total manipulation of space time using occult rituals. Okay, just who they are, and they were sacrificing and drinking the blood of the children of the surrounding areas. And finally, one of the Muslim kings got so hacked off here. He said, you guys are going to stop this and stop your raiding colonies coming into our cities and our towns and stealing our children so you can eat them and drink their blood and sacrifice them. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a lot of this, but this is what it is. So this group basically were given several choices here. They could either convert to Judaism or Christianity or become Muslims, but they were not going to be allowed to continue to do what they're doing, the snake people. And so this Kasarian group converted to Judaism, but they did not convert to Judaism as true Jews. They were still Satanists. This is that group that he's talking about right now. Now, you can do your own research on this and everything else if you'd like, but you can look it up. So when you see a Kasarian mafia, that's K-H-A-Z-A-R-I-A-N, that's what they're talking about. It's the synagogue of Satan that's running the world. This is that group that has basically no Abrahamic DNA in them that converted like 1,200 years ago to basically Judaism, and they claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan, as the Word of God says they are. And this is when Benjamin Netanyahu basically saw this, and he saw that the Jews that basically were being DNA tested had no Abrahamic blood in them. They were not, you know, they were not, they were not Jews. He kind of laughed it off. That's because it's from this region. And so we need to realize that. And so here's what it says about this, but I want to give you that. It's Kazarian-directed black op and cultural Marxist psychop. This is a really good article, by the way. And it says, can there be any doubt that the egregiously woke Biden administration was perfectly purposely installed by the ever-treacherous Kazarian cabal for at least two reasons? First and foremost, to irreparably damage America's reputation 
throughout the world community of nations. The chief clownster Joe Biden and clown sidekick Kamala Harrison, Harris have both succeeded in totally demolishing any standing that the USA once had in the realm of international affairs. No one likes the U.S. anymore, and everyone hates the USA today, even our friends who were our friends only because we forced them to be our friends. And I've said this, you guys, many times. They had to destroy the name of the United States of America, and they've done this with this insane president and vice president and clown show they've done. Secondly, to profoundly undermine the trust and confidence and the faith of the American people in the U.S. federal government, the wokester-in-chief Biden has ever pushed many lifelong Democrats out of his own party for good. However, the resulting state of affairs, marked by unparalleled chaos, confusion, and conflict nationwide, has created an irreversible predicament that only gets worse, all by Kazarian design. Primal cause. It is of paramount importance to understand that all of this has befallen the republic because the barbarians are inside of the gate as they have been in since the Federal Reserve Act of 1913. We talked about that repeatedly. In fact, the very same tribe of exceedingly dangerous and ruthless barbarians are responsible for the past hundred years plus of world war and man-made cataclysms, financial breakdowns and economic depressions, global pandemics and regional epidemics, etc. as follows. What's the critical point? If the USA falls, everything changes in a New York minute and not for the better. Yes, it all needs to implode so we can start fresh, but who's in charge after the collapse will obviously dictate the future of this nation. Hence, it's crucial for every conservative state to be prepared to succeed if the Democrats steal 2024 as they plan to do, which means all patriots need to be ready. Biden cried family psyop. Isn't this where we are at this very moment in the lead up to the 2024 election? That Joe Biden is even a candidate for the president of the United States so proudly, so profoundly degrades the fabric of American political life that it can never be fixed. What is exactly the reason why this Kazarian master put him there and why his Kazarian handles let him do any stupid and foolish and juvenile things that he wants to? Remember, the same tribe ran the Kazarian comedian infiltrated Bush belt for over 70 years so they know exactly how to do this. The Khazarian cabal knows the best and quickest way to completely shatter one's reputation or stature is to make them look utterly ridiculous and ludicrous and preposterous. Wokester-in-Chief Joe Biden, together with cultural Marxist VIP Camilla Harris, does just that and much more. As his traveling troop of super clowns follow him over each and every cliff. This is a really good article. <laughs> so Joe Biden is not only the creature of the Black Lagoon with a smiley face attached to a ghastly trunk of entirely gruesome entity. He has been cast to specifically make all of us look like the biggest fools on the planet and the stupidest people of all time, including all Americans. The quite unfortunate and stark reality of our plight is that the body politic always gets the leaders they deserve, and they don't even try to argue your way out of that one. In one point, in fact, every single U.S. citizen is responsible for our current plight to varying degrees, of course. It's called karma, by the way. Nevertheless, this is the article saying, of course, we'd call it sowing and reaping. Nevertheless, we are all in this crap show together on super steroids, and basically we are, well, I'm not going to read that, which means our only way out is to work together. Now, the $64,000 question is that everyone hates to hear, what are you doing about this between now and Election Day? Yeah, right. Well, what did the few founding fathers do to ensure to live the way you are? They basically left their farmland fields and they left their, left their families behind and they stood against the, the, the tyranny. And oh, by the way, our Kasarian overlords also have this in store for the U.S. over the next couple of years. Patriots beware. 
So this, so isn't it about time that Patriots grew a pair and stepped up to the plate for real? So I'm not going to read this because it gets very, very, how should I say, uh, dark after this. But the thing about this is that we have to realize that these types of articles that I read to you guys are very, very real. And if we understand this and who these people are and what they believe, we're going to learn very, very quickly that these guys are playing for blood. This is a complete overthrow of the entire planet. They are not settling on just taking down the United States. This is the same group that controls Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum. This is the same group that controls the Bank of International Settlements. This is the same group that controls all of the central banks in almost every country in the world. This is the same group that is completely and fully controlled by Lucifer with the dark arts, dark magic, and human sacrificial blood rituals that run the planet. This is that group. It's the same ancient cabal of the Canaanite religions, of the ancient sacrifice of children and the worship of Lucifer and the fallen angels. This is that group. This is the same group that has been in charge of this planet when the Tower of Babel basically came down and all of these groups were split all over the United States and all not over the, it was the United States, all over the world at that time. And they broke up broke us up into all these different religions everywhere to separate us from the most high God. This is that same group. Because they don't want us to know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God himself, through Christ, came down and sacrificed himself for us so that we could be made the righteousness of God through Christ. And that when God looks at us, he no longer sees us. He sees Jesus. They don't want us to know that the power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us right now. Because they understand that we who have that authority and that power have the ability to cast these things back into the pit. They know that. That's why they've done everything they can to destroy the Christian church, which we talk about on this show all the time. And that's why when people like Thomas come here with his family and they're still serving Christ and they really want to have a relationship with God and with Christ and they're raising their children like little Americans, it gives me hope for the future of the United States. Sadly, as this article says, who's going to pick up the pieces when the World Economic Forum blows it apart? Look at what's going on, like but also talked with the power grid right now. It's our fault that we're not plugging in more electric cars or the power grid is in trouble. Uh, wait a minute, the power grid will completely collapse if we plug in another 50 million cars. There won't be a power grid. It's because the spinning reserve can't handle that. The extra generators they bring online can't handle that. There's no way we can bring these cars online unless unless we bring our population down to 60 to 100 million, like the Deagle report says, and we can then plug them into the power grid, and we can kill the vast majority of the population. Oh, that's right. That would be done with a COVID clot shot, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, that's where we are right now, and that's how we're seeing all of this stuff. And guys, listen to me. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but we've got to stand our ground. We've got to realize that we have to stand here and say no, no, and how about let's say no again to these people and these entities and these things that have come in here and attacked our country and our families like they have. And that's why when you know that the power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, you have the ability to look at them and look them right in the face. Say, no, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Now, you may get a few looks from the public around you standing when you do that, <laughs> but you'll get the person's attention real quick you're talking to because they realize who you are at that point. Remember what Mancow said. He and Brother Malachi Martin were walking down the streets of a major city, and he said a lot of these people are possessed. And Mancow said, can you show me? And he holds up his crucifix, and he says some stuff in Latin, and some guy runs off barking like a dog. There are a lot of people out there that need to be told no in Jesus' name. And they need to realize that we have that authority and that we're not going to play the game with them and we're not going to allow ourselves to be compromised. That's so very important as we take a look at the United States and the current state of affairs that we have. This country may not make it. Just saying. 
But by golly, we're all going to make it to heaven because we have the, the covenant with the Most High God. And that's the real universe, the real world that we go into. And we have the ability to go back up into that world and say, maybe what I did, maybe I didn't do everything perfect, but what I've done for Christ is going to last for all eternity. And it's going to echo for all of eternity. That's where we are right now in this country. And we need to realize that. I love you guys. I appreciate you. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I've not yet had the opportunity to pray for you. I'll pray for you in a little bit. Also, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys on Monday. That was an excellent segment, bud. And, you know, that's one thing that I think we've constantly tried to reiterate on the show is that, you know, if what it is to be, it's up to us, and what we do matters. You know, and a lot of times people get so wrapped up in what the current affairs are, what's going on in the United States, and what's going on with other countries. It, you know, a lot of times we let the, you know, kind of density of the problems cloud what's really important to us. And that's, you know, family and our communities and our friends and loved ones and whatnot. And so it's really good information to continue to get out there and encourage those around you the best you possibly can. I appreciate all the support of everyone at healthmasters.com. I've got a lot of emails that I'm responding to right now. Also too, got a bunch of orders that we uh, are confirming and making sure they land if we follow all of our international express orders to make sure we're getting everybody's orders they're still getting there really fast so if you guys are international and you want to get something international express through dhl with our new account that we have be sure to give us a call or email us or place the order on the website we'll get it out to you as fast as we can we've definitely doing a lot better than we were a couple of years ago during COVID and making sure we're getting 100 percent delivery rate in a very fast time so thank you again for that if you need anything 1-800-726-1834 be sure to check out the updates on the website this weekend on the front page all new kits are going to be up on there along with the liver support as well as product of the week y'all have a blessed safe awesome week and enjoy yourselves stay strong and healthy and we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always on monday as always (laughs) thank you guys so much Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.